The Amazon Basin is from a group called CAO. Well, they're not just a group. They're a major player in cigars. And the Amazon Basin comes out once a year. And it is this beautiful, beautiful chocolatey wrapper that looks like cords, like string twine wrapped around it where the band would be. But you smoke that as well. It's part of the leaf. It's a gorgeous, beautiful story about a tobacco called Branganza. Now, I never know if I pronounce it right. B-R-A-G-A-N-C-A. What's interesting is that it's grown in the Amazonian rainforest. It's harvested like every three years. And for this year, the guys at CAO not only provided us the Amazon Basin, they decided to refer to it as an extra añejo. An extra what? An extra year. Because this spent two years resting in Spanish cedar. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Uh, when I first got my start in the cigars, Fingers Malloy, there were a fair amount of CAOs on uh, the, the, the menu. There was uh, the CAO American, which is that barber pole. Then uh, later on, there was a while there where I was really trying out the, the La Traviata. But nothing has captured my attention more than the Amazon Basin right here. This is a 6x52, meaning it's 6 inches long. Tee Always makes fingers while I laugh. And the ring gauge is a 52. That is the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick it is around. Tee So that's a really nice size. This plays as an Ecuadorian Sumatra, Nicaraguan in the binder and the filler with some Dominican, Colombian, and Brazilian uh, tobaccos in there. But of course that Amazonian varietal, and then the extra year of aging. Now, you've lit yours. I held off because this cigar has a smell. Go ahead. Smell. I mean, you're already oh. smoking, so it's going to mess with you a little bit. Yeah. No, no, no. Right there from the foot end, the end that you light. Is that? I know the. F- okay. Yes. I'm telling everybody else, not you, you moron. It's chocolatey. Yeah. It's coffee. It, there is so much luscious note coming off of this cigar, even before the light. And then you can do something, if you're interested, called the cold draw. So you do the cut, right? You cut the cap end where you're going to be smoking from, and then just inhale. What kind of flavors do you get? That, again, chocolate, coffee. There's a wonderful espresso note that's hitting big, but you've already lit up fingers, Malloy. Yeah, First, third, I, I, where you at? Well, I have, but I wanted to ask you a question about the cold draw quickly, and it is this. You know, when you, you see other reviewers break down what they think of a cigar, they, they mention the cold draw, but if you're not doing a review, Tony, do, do you do some of the things that you normally would do during a review, like, like say, a cold draw, just to, to add to your experience with the cigar? So the, the, the thing with the cold draw is that it can be outrageously deceiving, in, in, in my view. But if you want to get a full idea of, okay, this is what the cigar was like, that tobacco was like after the aging, but before I engaged combustion, because that's what lighting the cigar is. That's combustion. Um, well, okay, now you want to get the full feel for everything maybe that blender was going for. This is what they experienced when they said, you know what, this is the cigar that works. This is how it's going to work right. This is the flavor profile I'm going for. So I think that's interesting mm-hmm. in that regard. And I'm trying to more and more for myself put myself in those blender shoes, in those manufacturer's shoes, to get an understanding of 
what moves them? Is there like, a, and again, a through line that you can get? This was in the cold draw. This is what I got from the cigar. Hey, I can connect some pieces up together. I can make uh, that happen. But fingers away, you are already lit in the first third. You got to touch that up right there. It's yeah, driving I do. Me crazy. Talk to uh, me. <laughs> uh, first of all, that wood really stands out, Tony. And there's a sweetness that I can't quite put my finger on. It's it's not. Uh, there's not a lot of pepper to this. Uh, no, no, I mean I not at all. Uh, but for me, it's it's the wood, and then there's this this subtle sweetness that, again, I just I just can't put my finger on. I'll be very interested to, to see what you have to say about you know, this. I don't think we've ever discussed a cigar by going on the nose, right? <laughs> right. We, we don't do that with, with the cigars. But there was such a wonderful chocolate uh, espresso note that, that was hitting that I wanted to share it. And, I, and now I'm, I'm lit. I'm taking my first puff. Let's see if I end up in the same place you are. He's going in. He's doing the Memphis Munch. That's not what you do. With the, oh, that's just so good. That's just so good. And, and, and I'll be curious to see when I get to the end whether or not I think an extra year made a difference. I have always been a fan of the Amazon Basin. I'm only sad. I wasn't around when things were coming out. I wasn't able to pick up a box. But I've got some places where I can get a couple, and that's going to be happening. This feels really good in the hand. It's just the right weight. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's beefy, but it's, there's a sturdiness to it. It, it, feels, it feels good in the hand. And then that that band that you talk about, I figured that that may be a, t- a tobacco uh, leaf that's rolled. It looks like twine. Yeah. <laughs> and so I could see where people would, if, if they didn't know about this stick, they would want to take it off. But you're saying you can you can smoke this. Oh, a thousand percent. Don't you dare. Don't you dare take that off. You, you leave that right where it is. Right where it is. It's a p- really easy draw and lots of pleasant smoke coming off of this cigar. But we're just in the first third. Yeah. Uh, and and so a first third means you take the cigar, and in your head you break it up. The first third, the second third, the final third. Then you grab your notebook. What would you eat today? What would you drink today? There was sushi today, Fingers Malloy. Mm. That could absolutely have uh, an effect of some spicy tuna on, on my palate. Uh, it doesn't, but it could. And I think that's <laughs> it. Right? What's the weather? Cold, rainy, gray, nasty the kind of weather where God says, you clearly did something wrong today, Fingers. Are we in Seattle in January? <laughs> right. Because that's what it feels like. I think this is what Seattle is always like. <laughs> I think. We got to go to Seattle. That's a good idea. So that's the weather. That's what we, you know, what you eat and drink today. All those things affect metabolism. They'll affect how you taste the cigar. Right now, what I get is just a... That is so good. And you're right about the wood. The wood becomes rather prominent in this first third and just right there on the center of the tongue and not side to side, front to back. Yeah. And there's like, uh, are you getting a, like a hay? So the wood could actually take you in that direction. I So I see a wood as a certain level of dryness. Mm. And, and wood usually hits me on the tongue and hay usually hits me in the cheeks. Now, other people may see it different. Uh, bourbon sometimes hits me in the cheeks. I don't know why that is, but it is. Huh. Uh, but I'm talking about how it hits me. Uh, the hay usually has a different flavor to it. It's it's a much drier kind of feel okay. uh, to it. Um, it has a little more earthiness. The wood tends to also give me a touch of cream is usually where, where, where I go. I think that's a, that's a good way for me 
uh, to put those things. So this is the CAO Amazon Basin for 2023. The extra on Toro, it only comes in the one size. Fingers Malloy, is it in your humidor for $15 a stick? Yes, it is. Thank you very much, Fingers Malloy. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to pull out my jump to conclusions, Matt. We're only in the first third, but it sure feels that way. I will order a box while I'm doing the show. Oh, there you go. That's... You make, a, you make the complex simple is what you do. It makes me as happy as the day is long. The CAO Amazon Basin for 2023, the extra Añejo. This has always been a favorite of mine, and it's not going away anytime soon. Keep it here. Friday the 13th. Fingers Malloy, we live to see another one. I live for that day. I walk around all day with a hockey mask on. Just scaring all the... Good children. Yes. And moms. All the children over babysitters. 50 who would know that reference. Right. <laughs> Friday the 13th, um, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, sometimes uh, on these days, just like on Halloween, people get um, dumb. And so some people, they like to try and creep out their neighbors or creep out others. And some people dress up like in. Like for Halloween, they'll do the creepy clown thing. Yes. Right? And just stand at the end of the street. Yes. Or, or they'll do the Jason mask from Friday the 13th. And on Friday the 13th, you might see the same. Uh, for all the people who do that, and they're like, oh, this will be hilarious. It will freak people out. You should expect to get punched in the face repeatedly and probably by something metal. Yes. Absolutely. I, I you see these videos on social media all the time. If you're not even thinking about just a typical Friday the 13th or Halloween, it'll be outside of a restaurant and they'll have someone who it looks like a statue and then they'll say boo or the, it'll be a, a bush in a planter and the, the bush will move because it's actually a person. If you're doing that kind of thing to scare the absolute crap out of someone, you should expect to get punched in the face. You should expect to get punched in the face. So we just want to put it out there. We will make sure everybody understands. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't do that. It's a little public service announcement <laughs> from myself and Fingers Malloy to, to, to all right there. And then, of course, after this comes Valentine's Day. What a great segue from Friday the 13th to Valentine's Day. For some people, equally as scary. <laughs> We have in front of us a list, because what is Eat, Drink, Smoke without a list? These are the 60 best Valentine's Day gifts to buy for all your loved ones in 2023. Now, you see, this is where we have to stop. All of your loved ones? Some people have a very active social life, Tony. Well, okay. (laughs) But no one we know. (laughs) And some people don't. Uh, if, If you have to buy more than two Valentine's gifts... Maybe you've got a problem. Now, maybe if you're, you're somebody, let's say, with daughters, okay, they get a Valentine's gift. Maybe you have to get a Valentine's gift for mom or grandma, okay. right? Yeah, but a lot of what's on this list is not for your kids or grandma. Oh, is that right? Well, I mean, you, you get to number two, the sheer lace robe from Victoria's Secret for $130. That's you don't say, only oh. $130? Yeah, you don't say, what Take a great. Take my money. What a great gift for me, Ma. No. I would hope you wouldn't say that. I think you should get that as a gift for Mima when she opens it up. Be like, oh my gosh, I gave you the wrong gift. (laughs) 
and then give her a gift card to Marie Callender. Just see, <laughs> see which one she wants more. It's a test of, of grandma. Yeah, right? So that's $130 for a sheer lace robe. Number three on the list is the Nespresso Virtuo Plus Coffee and Espresso Machine with Milk Frother. God, I'm exhausted by saying it. Do people do this? So, okay. I, I'm now going to engage in some dangerous commentary because that's my job, people. Mm. The people, and when I say people, everybody knows I'm talking about women, right? <laughs> Where can everyone reach you on the internet, Tony? <laughs> you can reach me at fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. <laughs> the women who obsess about the gift they get for Valentine's Day are like the women who believe their birthday lasts all week. You and don't do, believe and, in and, a birthday week? And do you know what I call those women? Not my wife. <laughs> that's, oh, oh, Tony, Tony has rules. And that's, that's not cool. I've heard of Not birth, cool. I've heard birthday month before. No, you haven't. Yes. Was the girl older than 12? <laughs> yes. Mm. But acted like she was 12. Well, there's somebody you have to stop knowing. Right there. I Look, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't mind a Valentine's gift. I don't, of course, it's, why not? Have fun. I always love it when White Castle does the whole white tablecloth thing for <laughs> for Valentine's Day. And people make reservations yeah. and they've met there and they've gone there. For, I love that. Fun, silly, just taking a step out of the norm to enjoy each other. That's what matters. I love all that kind of stuff. You mean you didn't get me chocolates and flowers and this? And by the way, chocolates and flowers? There's a level of stereotype there that blows the head. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's White Castle or Taco Bell or anything like that. You know the greatest gift you can give someone, Tony? Time. I was going to go for a hug. But time, <laughs> you win. Here is the Kate Spade New York Love Shack Heart Purse. It's all it's on sale. It used to be three forty nine, now it's one eighty nine. And I'm telling you, if I gave this to my wife, she would look at me and go, Hey, where's the receipt? Can we can we be honest about this for a second? Can I drop what the kids call a truth bomb, Tony? <laughs> I, I look at this Wait, kids still do that? <laughs> yeah, why not? I look at this purse and it looks like a Valentine's Day chocolate box. Right. But it's $349 because it says Kate Spade on the side of it. Well, good for Kate Spade. Wait till you see the Eat, Drink, Smoke watch. I'm sorry? Oh, I've said too much too soon. Design started yesterday. I can't, can't wait. Uh, retail price, $14 million. Nice. Will, will it be digital? <laughs> will it? Like mine? No. No. It will not. Do you do you wear an Apple Watch? That's a Fitbit. It is not. Yep. You are not wearing a freaking Fitbit. Yes. You joined the gym and you wear a Fitbit. Mm -hmm. Who are you? I'm, what have I'm you done with fingers? My, I'm counting my macros. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, but I got I got my steps. I already got 3,100 steps in today, Tony. And my heart rate currently a solid 85. What? Because <laughs> I'm jazzed. Do I need you are not wearing a Fitbit. You're that guy. I am. I'm the guy that I, I try to tweet every day. Uh, I didn't get my steps in today just to annoy everyone on Twitter. <laughs> Have you ever talked about how you're living your best life? <laughs> As a matter of fact, that tweet is in my draft. I will give you $100 right now if you hashtag YOLO. I... 
cash money. Go ahead. When the break is over. No, no, you got to do it now. You got to do it while we're all here. Just hashtag YOLO, and you have to hit send. So help me God. I'm totally not paying him, guys. He's going to do this. He's not going to get paid, and that's what's going to make it funny. It's happening. It's happening. Are you doing it? Uh, I better see it. I'm I'm even tagging you in this. I'm looking. (laughs) I'm waiting. This is terrible radio, by the way. I'm so very (laughs) sorry. Yeah, uh, this list of gifts. I mean, it's lovely and all, but Nike Air Presto sneakers. Presto? Sneakers? I feel like if you get those sneakers, every time you put them on, you've got to yell Presto. No? And then, of course, the Blendtec Classic 570 Blender, which would cost you $350. Honey, happy Valentine's Day. Here's your blender. Fingers, I said hashtag YOLO. You put a bunch of things in there. That does not count. You are not getting paid. But I love that you tried. You can follow Fingers on Twitter at Fingers Malloy. Follow me at Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. And, of course, go eat, drink, smoke on Twitter. Eat, drink, smoke your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy smoking the Amazon Basin from CAO, the extra Añejo, that extra year, two years resting in Spanish cedar. And in that first third, Fingers Malloy, for all of that coffee expression um, uh, expression, and, and that, that espresso note and that, and that richness and that bit of like, like chocolate into a dark chocolate, and then that wood you got right when you, you started it, all of a sudden a pepper hit me, a spice hit me throughout. It just bam, and then quickly has subsided. I'm happier than ever. And that's usually not the way I go. Oh, this is this is wonderful. Now, for the most part, when we first lit this, it was mostly wood and a little bit of a, a creaminess, a sweetness to it. As I've gotten more into the first third, that chocolate is picked up for me. That wood is still there. And again, it, it the feel in the hand is fantastic. It's been pretty low maintenance. Lots of wonderful smoke coming off of this cigar. This is a home run. Uh, I, yes, it is. Yes, it is. With uh, that that Sumatra wrapper, just wonderful. And that Amazonian um, uh, tobacco they have in there, Braganza, B-R-A-G-A-N-C-A. But it, there's, there's a pronunciation. I always get it wrong, and I'm so sorry. I wish I could do better for you, but I only have certain skill sets. Well, it, again, the thing that I find interesting about this cigar, I'm waiting to get to the band. You know, we did the Cavalier last week that had that gold diamond leaf, leaf right. in it that you smoke. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how this smokes with this tobacco band around it. Uh, it it's really just an interesting cigar and and one that I think is definitely worth your time, especially when it's, what you say, $14, $15 a stick? Yeah, that's where you're going to find it, right there. And the answer is, yes, that's how much I... If you don't want to get a box, if you can find one, you just got to grab one. Throw it in the humidor and have it when you're ready. Have it when you're ready. There could be an argument, you know, that maybe, you know, when you get a cigar, it's a little green, you want to lay it down. This thing's been rusting for two years. It ain't green. It's ready to go, Yeah. in in, in my opinion. Now, I know you were just looking for a box a little while ago uh, online just to see where you could find it. Are you finding that this is kind of tough to find oh, at yes. this point? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is one of those things that when people can get it, they grab it. They're buying a box because they know it's only coming out once a year. And it's a box of 18. So, you know, you just plan one one a month, and then some months you get two. And that's and then you just plan it out that way. 
Uh, and and if you have some good friends, this is a fun thing to to, to share with. But then keep the rest to yourself. Forget them. <laughs> you have to learn how to be ruthless in the cigar game, people. You know one thing we should do, Tony? Dance? Uh, well, I thought that was coming later. I mean, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. But we need to do a segment one time on cigars that we like to bring to an event where we know people who don't normally smoke cigars are there and you're going to give away cigars. The giveaway smoke. Yeah. Right. It's not a bad idea. It's not bad. Somebody write that down and uh, and put it in the suggestion box. <laughs> just just drop it in there. Well, I one thing I've noticed, you know, because we do this show, we, we go to, you know, conferences from time to time and people, our friends, they just assume we're bringing cigars and a lot of them, it may be the only cigar they smoke for the year. Now, it used to be when... Fingers Malloy and I remember Fingers and I know each other from the political world, where we were, we're both radio hosts. And so when I would go to events, I mean, I came loaded for bear. I had cigars in every pocket. I gave away stuff like it was my job. There were times where 10, 15 of us were smoking because I brought every cigar. Lately, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't. I got to admit, yeah. I don't. At this stage of the game, after the third time, you're taking advantage of me. You're a grown-up. Go get your own damn cigars. So I always do keep some extras, but now I'm most judicious. Well, the other thing, too, is I, I used to be like that as well, but then I think to myself, do I really want 15 people around me? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a couple for my good friends, and, you know, the rest of you, you're on your own. No, no, no. Eat, drink, smoke, nation. You can smoke with us anytime. Those people. Those the other people. people. Them. They. Wow. We're ostracizing. <laughs> we are not bringing people together. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Well, you know who does bring people together, Oprah. Tony? Cable News. Oh. Oh, <laughs> we had very different views on this. <laughs> well, you and I have uh, obviously been followers of, of uh, what's going on in cable news uh, between you know what happens at Fox and at MSNBC and CNN. And CNN, of course, has really been struggling. CNN has announced a revamped daytime lineup, Tony. Really? Wait, when did a that happen? A completely new show format. Uh, on Wednesday, they made the big announcement. And some of these things, it just absolutely amazes me what network suits think will be something that will capture the imagination of the American people, Tony. Uh, CNN reported a, a key component of this new format, uh, CNN spokesman said, is that the anchors will no longer sit behind the desks. Terrible idea. Terrible, terrible Terrible, terrible idea. So it's, instead, the spokesman explained, they'll be moving around and utilizing the full square footage at the network's various studios. Now, I've watched news for years, Tony, and I've always thought to myself, you know what this news hour could use? People walking around. If only people would be moving, that's what will draw me in. Apparently, that's what the folks at CNN think. I don't know what in the world to make a... Uh, uh of that, I, I, it's just that it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. The truth is, people want the desk. They 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 don't want to worry about how whether their legs are crossed or uncrossed. They don't want to worry about whether you can see so much sock that you're seeing part of their shin. They just they just don't want it. 
right? You know, they're with, with all due respect, they they're trying to avoid the crotch shot. Just <laughs> oh no 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 no. That's a that's a really bad idea, and that has nothing to do with politics or anything else. We're just I'm just talking about the aesthetic. I don't I don't think it works. I I like the desk. Well, is that one of the things that they tried to do with when, when Jay Leno got his primetime variety show and you know went away from kind of the Tonight Show traditional format for his primetime show? They got rid of the desk and they act like that was a big deal. At the end of the day, people care about content. They don't care if there's a desk there or not. I, yeah, but but if, if if you're trying to create a new visual, if you're trying to become appealing, right? You may think that this is a po- important part of the issue. Is exactly what you're saying. People do want the content. When I talk about pe- you know you're trying to be appealing, make it new, make it fresh. That's true. You know how many people during the daytime side of cable news have it on the background while they're doing everything else? All of them. Yeah. All of them. Look, we are guys who, who we do radio, but we both appear on, on, on cable news. I've, done, I've been doing cable news now for well over a decade on a multiplicity of, of networks. I've done CNN, MSNBC, Fox, uh, News Nation is another one. Local things we, we both have. And it, on the daytime side, it's in the background. Only when you get to, no matter the network, the prime time, that's 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., are people sitting down in their chair on their sofa watching straight on. Yeah. That's how it goes. I'm just wondering at this point, I've always said to myself, I I think the American people would like a news network that just gives it to them straight, down the middle. But I, I feel like that that's almost a thing of the past now. We've gotten conditioned to the point where people are 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 conditioned to they want they're looking for what's in their bubble. So, oh, we, do we have enough? We don't have enough time for this. Uh, it, it's called confirmation bias. Yeah. When you're looking for information that already fits what you think. And it, it also has been referred to as the self-affirming selective. Um, you search out information to prove your point of view true, as opposed to searching out information to understand the situation. Yeah. And that is, that's a real problem everywhere. Yeah. And I was hoping it was going to be more of a content shift at CNN. Apparently, it's more of a studio look. I was kind of hoping it'd be a little bit more like, let's make a deal and you can have you can have the news story in the box or what's behind curtain number three. That's what I was... Uh, Wayne Brady on CNN would be gold. I was going to do a UHF reference. No, Yeah, and then I stopped myself. Can we go a year without a UHF reference? <laughs> Smoking this Amazon base and extra on Yeho. This is wonderful as I work my way into the second, third. Fingers Malloy as well. Find it all at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com and on Instagram, EatDrinkSmokePodcast. Go be a friend over there. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. So there's a difference between a sweet mash and a sour mash, and it doesn't matter whether you're referring to bourbon or or rye, is that when you've distilled bourbon or rye, you take a little bit of what's left over in that uh, distillate, the stuff that didn't become the juice, the, 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 the gunk, and you add it to the next batch. And there's actually a scientific reason for this. It actually balances out pH levels. And what you get is a bit of flavor consistency 
batch to batch to batch. In the same way, a sourdough, you save a piece of the 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 batter, if you will, the the mix, and you add that to the next batch of sourdough you're making, and you continue that down the line, that whole concept of a starter. But then there's a sweet mash where you don't save anything and you do each batch fresh. The guys at Hard Truth down there in Brown County, Indiana, do the sweet mash. And in this, the Hard Truth sweet mash rye, well, they're hitting it right. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker and America's happy hour anchorman. That's me. Fingers Malloy, also known as Johnny Good News. That's me. And we are drinking the Hard Truth Sweet Mash Rye right here. It's a mash bill of 94% rye, 6% malted barley. That is it. Two years at minimum in the American Oak and comes out, fingers Malloy, at 115.2 proof. A round of applause for anything over 100 proof. So I, I didn't catch whether they know age statement uh, this, this thing right here. It has to be two years in order to be a straight rye, like it would have to be two years in order to be a straight bourbon. A bourbon can go in the barrel, out of the barrel, as long as it follows those rules, it's a bourbon. But to be a straight or a straight rye, it has to be two years in the barrel. And a rye uh, is 51% rye. Um, we're talking about the grain, as opposed to a bourbon, which is 51% corn. I am a sucker for a rye. And this, 30 barrels. That's what they did on the batch size. Uh, the people over there at Hard Truth do an absolutely wonderful job. It's actually not too far from where we're sitting right now at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hour, hour and a half south, depending on uh, traffic issues, and a gorgeous distillery where they do rye, bourbon, coconut toasted rum. Really? Yeah, they do it all, and a maple bourbon cream that will make you openly weep. Stop oh, it. you stop it. You stop it with your face and your mouth and your whatnot. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Why oh. is this the first I'm hearing of this? A maple bourbon cream either on the rocks or in your coffee or on your ice cream or straight out of the bottle. However you want to do it. I'm not here to judge. I believe Buffalo Trace makes a bourbon cream. And, they do. And I absolutely love it. It's been a couple of years since I've had it. Now I've got to try this. So let us uh, take a look at this right here. Got ourselves a, a nice little pour of that, you know, uh, one of the things that got noted, I think it was the guys over at Whiskey Wash. I thought it was a pretty nice observation from them. Darker than you'd expect for a two to three year old rye. I think that's a wonderfully observant thing to note that you would think something like that, not enough time in connection with the wood, therefore not enough time to really bring things out. But that looks absolutely beautiful. That looks like a very, very traditional kind of bourbon look right there it does and it's really not it's not sticking to the glass all that much maybe so a not little. necessarily a lot of viscosity there no. going on in there but uh it looks it looks good in the glass well, the nose talk to me about that nose what are you getting on on that we're now we happen to be using rocks glasses instead of glen cairn glasses on this one the glen cairn glass it's that oddly shaped glass a little bulbous and then comes in it focuses the nose, and you want to be able to do that, really get an understanding. We just happen to be using rocks glasses this time. Also with a Glencairn glass, you want to let it sit a little bit longer because you want that ethanol, you want that that real alcohol thing to have a chance to subside and get to the flavors. Where are you at, fingers? For me, it's apple, like an apple orchard. There's some spice in there as well. 
and maybe just a hint of ethanol, but that may be my nose may be playing tricks on me with the spice, uh, but it's very pleasant on the nose. Yeah, I don't get the orchard, but I absolutely, I, it comes off a sweet, to me there's almost a touch, a touch of baking spice going going on That's fair. Uh, with it. I, I, I like this nose. I don't think, I, I actually don't get much of a fruity f- uh, nose in it a- a- at all. It's more spicy for you? Baking spice, right? So that's yeah. not overwhelming. It's not bothering me. And a little bit of vanilla. That that's where I am. It's 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 a nice nose. I think it's a good nose. It's not it's not abusive by any stretch of the imagination. No, it and that whatever that whether it's the spice or a hint of ethanol, it, it does not on the nose give you the impression that it's over a hundred proof. Not at all. Not at all. You this you don't take a, a, a nose of this and then move it away and go, oh, whoa, whoa. yeah. No, no. Give this, this to Uncle Johnny. Right. So this is Uncle Johnny. Why not? <laughs> this is this is a lovely uh, nose. I mean, a, a touch stronger, but not by any way aggressive. Uh, Fingers Malloy, this is the Hard Truth Sweet Mash Rye Whiskey coming in at 115.2 proof. Are you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. He is going to do the Kentucky Chew, move it around the palate, understand the flavors. Sometimes you may want to do two sips. First one to set the taste buds, second one to really see where those flavors are. Fingers Malloy doing that Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate. What do you got? Wow, that is nice. Um, Nice little sting on the tongue that lingers. Not a lot of warmth in the chest, mostly because I'm dead inside. Wow. Green apple. Green apple is really playing on this for me. That spice is there as well. Uh, it's it's pretty sweet. There's another sweetness there, a fruity kind of sweetness that I'm, I'm not really able to put my finger on. But right away, green apple hit Starburst? me. Starburst? Yes, yeah, star. It was Skittles, I believe, Ugh. actually. No, no, it's 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 very good. I, I like the that rye kind of spice with the green apple. And there's another kind of fruit that I'm just not being able to put my finger on. Interested to see what you think. Tony. Should I just start naming fruit? Papaya. Mango. I don't even I don't even know what a papaya tastes like. Kiwi. Ki- kiwi. Key lime. It's it's like a key lime pie. All right, no, you're making not. that up. Here I go. Yeah, he's going here I go. The hard truth, sweet mash rye to your health. To my health going in. He's doing uh, the Kentucky Chew. Did it right that time. Oh. Oh, that's delicious. Oh, that is smoother than I thought it would be. Uh, Easy going down. Actually, a very well coating going down. A little heat. uh, Center left chest is what I get right there. Um, there. There's definite, definite fruit going on uh, right there and part of it for me is is uh, th- there's vanilla and there's fruit uh, almost want to say a touch bready oh that's really nice it's hotter than I thought it would be mm-hmm. in terms of just heat that's radiating out from the throat out um, that's a little more pronounced than I thought it would be like I I'm questioning the cube I'm going to do it I'm going to add water first I don't know if a cube's going to ruin that, but there is a heat that I wouldn't mind bringing down 
just a bit. The Hard Truth Sweet Mash Rye. What is it? A bottle? Is it in our, hu our humidor, our liquor cabinet? We'll let you know in a second. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Let's go bourbon. Our book about bourbon available at Amazon.com. Order 150 copies today, won't you? Let's go bourbon available at Amazon.com and let's go barbecue. Well, that will be available for Father's Day. You'll be able to give it to dad with the grill and he'll be like, keep the grill. I want the book from Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy. Get it. Let's go bourbon at Amazon.com. Drinking the Hard Truth Sweet Mash Rye. 94% rye, 6% malted barley on the mash bill. 115.2 proof. This had a little more heat than I was expecting, but a wonderful bit of flavor and really a lusciousness going down. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I added a couple of drops of cool water. And it did the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to do. It really brought out the spice. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sting on the on the lips. Yeah. And I'm Oh, not, full heat throughout the chest. And I'm not complaining. I'm enjoying it. But holy cow, I'm glad I just took a little tiny sip. Because if I would have taken any more than that, I, because it was totally unexpected, it probably... It may have been an unpleasant experience if I would have taken a good swing. The vanilla is gone. The cinnamon just punching you. And there's a there's a weird, cool mix of 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 um, of that spice that's kind of mixed with uh, like like a grassiness. I almost got a little bit of mint. Interesting. I think that's the ethanol. I think that's the alcohol part of it. It could be that you're getting. This is going on a cube. I'm doing it now. Oh, no, no, no. This is weird. I liked it better neat than with the water. I did, too, because, uh, you know, I, I like that. I was getting kind of a, a green apple from it. Uh, it. That took most of that apple away and brought out that spice. And, I, again, I'm not complaining about that because I, I do enjoy that rye spice. But if it were like this, I don't think I would. I would have more than one. If I just poured one and put some cool water in it, I'll be interested to see what the cube does. I just moved it to a big rock here. Hold on a second. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the Memphis Munch. Oh, yeah. The rock. It's so, I mean, the you, you talk about that rye spice because this is a rye, a sweet mash rye. Uh, and it it's does. It has a little bit of that cinnamon going on, but it cut the strength of it. I'd still do it neat. Uh, all said and done, I like it. I would do it neat. The question is, do I want it in my liquor cabinet at $69.95? Wow. Uh, to me, that is a little high. It's a little bit out of my comfort zone for a rye that I don't love. I would definitely try this at my local lounge. I definitely recommend it. That may be a little too steep for me. With the cube, there's also a little bit of honey going on now. Um. Oh my gosh, the heat in the chest is still there. Wow, what a change from just neat with to with a cube for the hard truth sweet mash rye. $69.95 puts it out of my for what it is. Yes, it's in my Oh, you just had a sip with the cube. Oh my gosh. It's a different drink. We've had three different experiences. And that, and that might be reason enough to do it. Wait a second. That might be the thing that turns me. It's right at the cusp of, if it was fifty nine ninety five. okay. 
Yeah. And I want to be supportive. Look, we're Indiana guys. Uh, we're sometimes supportive of the home team. These uh, hard truth is in Brown County. You want a nice, nice time? Go down to Brown County in the fall. Mm-hmm. The hills, the leaves are turning. It's gorgeous. You can go anytime, really. And they have a beautiful distillery down there. Absolutely wonderful. But that's that that heat has worked its way down into the belly. I've got belly heat. Which is the, the name of my band in college. There it was. And for a while, my name on Tinder. And and this, this is... That's fascinating. I mean, I, I don't think I can ever remember something that we tried in the past that gave radically different experiences going from yeah. meat to a, a few splashes of a cool water and to so the cube. Beca- so it becomes this like, oh, that's interesting, but I don't... I don't... I don't I don't know. You got to try it out. If they ha- if they have it at your local lounge, you have to try this because it's it, fun. Agreed. Is it in my liquor cabinet at sixty nine ninety five? Oh gosh, I went from a I don't think so to a maybe because it's weird <laughs> how it does that. Like just for the experience, you're like fun. Oh, I do like experience. Yes, I know. Oh, that's interesting. And we are smoking the Cao Amazon Basin for twenty twenty three. It comes out once a year. Uh, with uh, that uh, Sumatra wrapper, uh, and it is the extra añejo, is what we've got uh, here. An extra year at rest in the Spanish cedar, the Ecuadorian Sumatra, and Nicaraguan in the binder with Dominican, Colombian, and Brazil uh, filler, and of course uh, some of that Amazonian uh, tobacco. As that's why it's the Amazon Basin. I just think it's a luscious, wonderful cigar. I'm, I'm Deep in the second third, and not a regret. Not a regret. $14, $15 a stick. The answer is to quote Schmidt from New Girl all day. Yeah. All day, son. There are a few of these in my humidor. Uh, it's been a wonderful smoking experience. Into the second third, still feels really good in the hand. I'm really interested to get to this band and see what it's going to be like this tobacco twine band. Uh, right. see, see what it's like to smoke. Uh, the cigar with that, uh, it's a home run. You brought up something interesting. You brought up, you know, the, the feel of the cigar is actually a little heavy. What is amazing is for the Toro, the 6x52 that it is, six inches long, 52 ring gauge, it is heavier than some other Toros. Yeah. The draw has been nothing but perfect. Yep. Right? The draw is how you do uh, the inhale, bringing it into the palate. Remember, not into the lungs. You don't want to bring it in that way, just bring it into the palate. And it has been perfect. And the burn is just right there it's 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 a wonderful wonderful creation on this cigar but it's time fingers malloy for news of the week well we try not to get too political on the show tony but an issue came up earlier this week that i know we we really need to discuss because it does have something to do with eat as part of the eat drink smoke of the show uh the biden administration is considering banning gas stoves over concerns that they may release toxic pollutants harmful to people's health. This has been such a story, and you've got uh, the White House then backing off of it because the uproar was so great. It didn't so much come from the White House as it came from the Consumer Protection Safety Commission, which is an agency that nobody elected anybody to, and yet has tremendous power and they actually wanted to say, look, you can keep your gas stove. We're just going to make it impossible to buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I speak uh, on behalf of all America 
just leave us alone. I don't care what political party you're in. Leave us alone. We want to make our stir fry on a gas stove. It's what we want. It's what we want. And that's all there is to it. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear what you think. Put out your little study and let us take care of the rest. If you would, pretty please. Would you say that we are two of the leaders of the Leave Us Alone Caucus? I believe we are the co-founders of the Leave Us Alone Caucus. I, I completely agree with you. And the thing that is uh, really off-putting to me, and you brought it up earlier, is the fact that we've got unelected bureaucrats making this decision. And to me, that is uh, really bothersome. It, some of these agencies just feel like they have way too much power. And you could say, well, it's just for uh, new construction homes. Well, if you if you create a market to where you can't buy a replacement for your broken gas stove because uh, new homes can't put them in, then it's just going to create a big mess for people that like their gas stoves in a home that they already live in. There's a, another part to this story that their argument goes to, well, gas stoves in smaller spaces. You mean where people of lower incomes live because they can't afford larger places? They're the ones you're going to attack and say they're not allowed a gas stove? You know, for their health, because otherwise they're hurting their children. They're going into these lines without data, in many cases, supporting it. I just want to be left alone. I want my cigar. I want a friend, or I want to look at my cell phone and not talk to them. Just leave us alone. Is that too much to ask? Every now and then, Fingers Malloy, who is known as Johnny Good News, who is known as America's happy hour anchor man, who is known as America's favorite amateur drinker, that Fingers Malloy, he comes across a story that I don't quite understand. Something that I don't understand how this could happen, why this could happen, or how he found it. This is one of those stories. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is, uh, of all the names, Fingers Malloy, first of his name, Mother of Dragons. Well, I find these stories because I'm show prep Peter. That's what they call me. I got to write this down. <laughs> this is getting a little difficult to understand. Fingers Malloy came upon a story involving vacuum cleaners and inappropriate images. <laughs> Fingers Malloy... Explain. I'm not talking about tasteful photos of Roombas in the room. You're familiar with the Roomba, right? It's the robot vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it looks like a hockey puck. Yeah. So I came across a story on PCGamer.com. Roomba testers found sensitive images uploaded to social media. Stop. Stop. I need to ask the first question. I'm going to interrupt you throughout this. What is a Roomba tester? What's a Roomba tester? A Roomba tester. That's a job? I believe what these are are people who will take these Roombas if they got a new model or, or something like that, and they will give it a trial to make sure that, you know, they work in people's homes and things like that. Huh. Yeah. So Okay, continue. I, I, I pronounce, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this woman's name right. Eileen Gua. It's pronounced Smith. Oh, there we go. Eileen Smith over at MIT Technology Review has been digging into how such photographs from iRobot's Roomba vacuums with clearly visible faces of users made their way to social media. The pictures include very candid shots of people doing personal things in their home, including images of women and children on the toilet. We're going to stop again. 
Why is the Roomba in your bathroom? Do you vacuum your bathroom? I have been in homes before where people have carpeting in their bathroom. Oh, that is that is all sorts of wrong. You got to rip that out immediately, if not sooner. <laughs> that is not sanitary in the slightest. Yeah. In the slightest. Now we get to the crux of the question. The thing, Fingers Malloy. Why does the Roomba have a camera? I, I don't know if that has to do with, and I, I wish I knew more about the model. It has to figure out a way to figure out its pattern in the room. Sensors. Ball sensors. bearings. It's all sensors and ball bearings nowadays. I don't know. The sensitive images were clearly taken uh, from the position of the robot vacuum, which would have been done so in the interest of collecting data. So apparently these, ro- these robot vacuums, soon to be our overlords, are collecting data while they clean your floor, Tony. What Roomba is actually doing, because I believe, I-, I thought they were purchased by Amazon. One of the things the Roomba does while it's vacuuming, it measures your house. And through figuring out how it has to bounce off couches and chairs, it knows the layout of your house. And that way they can utilize the data to recommend products to you that will fit in your home. And that, Fingers Malloy, is why we all need to live in a yurt. (laughs) What's a yurt? What's a yurt? A yurt is basically a tent with a wood floor. That's the best way I could describe what a yurt is. The point is, this is all nuts, and technology was not meant to do this. We have to stop it. Not they have to stop it. They'll never stop. We have to stop it. And I don't have a Roomba, and I don't have an Alexa, and I don't have any of those things. I don't have an Echo Dot in my house. Who vacuums their their floors? That's another thing. (laughs) I kid. I kid. Uh, Here's one for you. And the amount of tweets, texts, emails that I get about this subject is overwhelming. The price of eggs in America is out of control. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the price of eggs is up 49.1% in a year. So a dozen grade A eggs. Was a buck seventy two in November of twenty twenty one, three fifty nine in November of twenty twenty two. Everybody's noticing, and anybody who takes a look, the latest inflation numbers were out, and they want to say, "Oh, look, inflation is down. Inflation is still six point five percent year over year. It's outrageously high." And gas prices, which were down in December, it's giving like a false positive because if you take a look. Right here in Indianapolis, for example, they're all back up. For a short while, gas was under $3 a gallon, and now you're at 320 something yeah. And it's starting to get creep again. The supply chain issues are still very, very much uh, affecting everybody. But this egg thing, because that's the everyday things. Eggs for breakfast, eggs for pancakes, eggs for baking, everything and when you are paying three something for eggs, weirdly enough, you feel it more. You because it's 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 something that's a staple that you are so used to it being low. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, and eggs. It, I don't know about you, but in my house, that's one of the purchases that you just mindlessly grab while you're in the grocery store. Oh, I probably need some more eggs. 
Well, now you got to start thinking about it a little bit. When you start getting four and a half, you know, I, I've seen in places in, in California, saw one report where people were paying almost $7 a dozen for eggs. I mean, that's just not uh, an impulse buy anymore. Like, oh, you know, if I don't need eggs, I'm going to grab some eggs. Well, you got to think about that. Have you, has this affected how you go out to eat? News. Yes. Yes. Here's what I don't understand. And there is this, there's this weird thing happening. When I was in Arizona on vacation, and I only did the vacation because, man, we found the deal. Mm -hmm. I spent so much less on vacation than I was planning to. I felt like it was it was well worth it. I am with a, a, a friend, a, a, a video, videographer, live streamer in Arizona, unbelievably talented guy. And he says to me, do you think we're in a recession? And I said, yes, I actually think we've been in a recession for months. Whether people will admit it or not, I think we've been in a recession for months. And he goes, I think we're in a recession too. But if we're in a recession, why is it that every restaurant is full? Why is it that I can't get in? I make a living. Why can't I get in? We made, we had a couple of very, very good meals in, in, in Arizona. And one of the meals, it was right next to uh, the Scottsdale Fashion Square, Scottsdale, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, a very, very high-end mall. And it was the, the uh, Omega watch store across from the IWC watch store next to Breitling, and the Rolex store was over here. That, uh, there, there was uh, a Louboutin store, uh, things, things like that. I have no idea what that is. You don't know what that is? It's, it's okay. It's what fancy people buy. <laughs> All right? It's what the Kardashians say, okay, that'll do. Ah. That, it's that one of those kinds of stores. And people had bags. Now, maybe when you're talking about Scottsdale, Arizona, there's a tremendous amount of money. Even so, people were shopping. Restaurants were full. I know what people are experiencing. I know what they're going through. This egg conversation, we talk about it with cigars. But what I don't see is a translation to a lifestyle change. And I can't square the circle. My friend was like, what, what is this? I can't figure it out. I think people are and were so tired of being locked in their homes and they were so impacted by that that they are going out and they're spending money just because they were uh, stir crazy for so long. Okay, so they're doing it to feel normal. Yes. I agree and with there, you. And a lot of it is maybe they're doing it on credit. Credit usage is through the roof. Credit card rates have gone up by multiples. So when this ends, that crash is super ugly, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, it is indeed. Hard truth, sweet mash rye. Man, it's a really, really nicely done rye. I, I'm, a, I'm a rye guy. And with a little bit of water, with the cube, neat. It's really three different drinks to have. And this Amazon Basin from CAO, the Extra Añejo Limited Edition, it's a must. Don't know if you need a box. You have to have one. It's a must. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.